Hello, everyone. Welcome to All Those Years Ago, a classic album podcast. Um, I am Anthony, and this, today we're going to be doing part two of Rubber Soul. Um, and it's an earlier episode because I skipped it last week. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, uh, and just today we're doing the songs Michelle, What Goes On, Girl, I'm looking through you in my life. Wait, if I needed someone and run for your life. Um, and I'll tell you everything you need to know about these songs. <laughs> uh, so as I said, the first song I'm going over today is called Michelle. Uh, and that was written by Paul in the early Liverpool days earlier. <laughs> they were younger, so much younger than that day. Uh <laughs> Uh, it was one of Paul's first attempts with the finger-picked guitar style that you can hear on a lot of his later songs, like Blackbird and um... <laughs> I don't remember all the finger-picked. Oh no, I just know he had a lot of them, um, especially in his solo career. But you know, the most famous one where he's doing finger-picking is probably Blackbird from the White Album in 1968, three years after this album was released. Um, and for this song, Paul had asked Ivan Vagen's wife, Jan Vagen, and Ivan Vagen is um, the person who first introduced Paul to John in 1957. Uh, and his wife, Jan, was a French language instructor to help it with its French French lyrics. Um, so I don't really I don't want to butcher the lyrics <laughs> because I don't know how to say them correctly. Um, but uh, there are some French lyrics in there. Um, that's majority of the song. And the middle section um, was written by John, and it was inspired by uh, Nina, Sim Nina Simone hit, I think. That's how you say her name. Um, from 1965, so the same year that Rubber Soul was released. Um, and that's basically everything about Michelle. It's just a simple French song. Not really simple to play on guitar, but simple French song. <laughs> uh, next song after Michelle is What Goes On. Uh, it's a, um, it was also another one of their older songs that they just haven't released on an album. Um, it was so old that it was one of the four songs played to George Martin on March 5th, 1963 as a possible follow-up to the single, as a possible follow-up single to Please Please Me. Note that on March 5th, 1963, their first album, Please Please Me, their debut album, was not released yet. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And the other three songs played that day were um, From Me to You, Thank You Girl, and The One After 909. One After 99 was released later on Let It Be, and For Me to You and Thank You Girl, I can probably assume, was the next single. Um, and then uh, this song, What Goes On, was written by John Lennon before the Beatles even had a recording contract. So it had been written, you know, before the middle of 1962 when the first single came out, uh, which is a long, long time. Uh, and Ringo contrib contributed five words to the song making it the first Lennon-McCartney-Starkey song. Uh, and he added that when it was uncovered for the Rubber Soul Sessions in late 1965. Um, 
and it earned him basically his first writing credit. Um, and Ringo sung most of the song. There are some harmonies done by Paul and John, but Ringo sings most verses. Um, and a demo was reportedly recorded by Paul McCartney beforehand, before they recorded it, because that's what a demo is. However, it has never been released as a bootleg or official released. Um, so it's just a rumor. Uh, and the song was recorded in one take, at least the backing track. I don't know about the, you know, the entire song, but at least the backing track was recorded in one take. Uh, I noticed one thing while researching this album, that the Beatles seem to get a lot of their rhythm or their backing tracks like only in a couple takes, which is huge. Um, and it takes me 50 takes to do a backing track. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's basically everything about what goes on. Next song in it is the ninth song on the album called Girl. Um, and it was the last song recorded for Rubber Soul. And it was recorded on November 11th, 1965, less than a month until the album actually was released. Um, and John later recalled it as one of his best, um, which is kind of rare for him to do for a Beatles song. Uh, well, it depends on, you know, the year you get it from. <laughs> uh Musically, Girl is the closest song to Michelle on the album, with its acoustic instrumentation, minor chord changes, and vocal harmonies. Um, and part of Girl was written by Paul McCartney while he was off on a Greek holiday in September 1963, which I couldn't tell if it, I didn't see if it was like before the song was actually written and it was just kind of added in like a lost vocal part um, or just like a lost song that was never, you know, made anything of. Um, because I know some of those songs were kind of like that. Like A Day in the Life was just two songs from separate times written by Paul and John put together into one song. I know there's a couple of different Beatles songs like that. Um, lyrically, it presented a femme fatale figure, the kind of girl he wants so much it makes you sorry, whom the song protagonist finds himself helplessly drawn towards. The sharp intake of breath during the chorus is assumed by some to be a reference to marijuana smoking because the time, by the time Rubber Soul was being released, the Beatles had become known to adept. <laughs> I wrote this wrong. The Beatles had become adept to adding drug references into their songs, um, and you know, by the time you know Help was being filmed, they had, you know, been doing marijuana and stuff. Um, so it's. Um, probably may, might be true, or it just might be, you know, good in the song. Uh, after the Beatles officially broke up in 1970, John said it was inspired by part of his feelings for Christianity. Um, that's all. <laughs> that's all about that song. <laughs> uh, and the next song is a Paul song, and it's the 10th song on the track. It's called I'm Looking Through You. This one's kind of a short one. Um, let's see. It was inspired by a disagreement between Paul and his girlfriend at the time, Jane Asher, uh, and it was written at her family home. Uh, by the time uh, that I'm Looking Through You was written, he had written several other songs about Jane, namely, and We Can Work It Out and You Won't See Me, both released in December of 1965. You Won't See Me is another Rubber Soul song, We Can Work It Out was released on a single. Um, I believe maybe with Day Tripper, but don't quote me on that. Um, and 
they spent nine hours perfecting I'm looking through you. And you can still, if you go to the song, you kind of hear some mistakes and stuff that they maybe forgot to cut out or were supposed to be there. Um, so you can always look for that. Uh, and the rhythm track for I'm looking through you was recorded in a single take. That's all. Next song is <laughs> probably the longest one I have. Um, in my life, um, it's eleven song written mostly by John, um, and it was written originally about nostalgia in Liverpool. Um, he first had the idea for my life uh, in 1964 when a journalist Kenneth Alsop asked Lennon why his songs were less revealing than his books because by the time 1964 came around. He had one book out, and I believe it was called In His Own Right, which you can see in the film Help, because the Help film has a bunch of them. <laughs> he has a lot of In His Own Rights uh, books in Help. John does. Um, and an early draft of the song was uncovered after John's death in 1980 or 1981 or whatever. Um, John died in 1980. I just don't know when they found it. Uh, and included lyrics about Penny Lane, which is famously another Beatles thing. But that song had not come out at that time. It was also written by Paul in 1966 or 1967. I don't know when they wrote Penny Lane. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, it was also regarded by John again as one of his best. Um, but he regards it higher than what girl would be uh it because of that of those favorite beatles songs are strawberry fields forever i am the walrus help and in my life um all of which he's regarded as some of his greatest writings and also some of them are what he would regard as real work and this was um being cited as being his first real piece of work um and I don't know, maybe help could as well, but I don't know. Here's a quote uh, from John Lennon. I don't know from what year. <laughs> uh, quote, in my life started out as a bus journey from my house on 250 Menlo Avenue to town, mentioning every place I could remember. And it was ridiculous. This is before even Penny Lane was written. And I had Penny Lane, Strawberry Fields, Tram Sheds. Tram Sheds are the depot just outside of Penny Lane. And it was the most boring sort of what I did on my holidays bus trip song, and it wasn't working at all. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But then I laid back, and these lyrics started coming to me about the places I remember. Now, Paul helped me, helped write the middle eighth melody. Middle eighth, eighth melody. The whole lyrics were already written before Paul had even heard it. And in my life, his contribution melodically was the harmony in middle eight itself. And that was, again, a quote from John Lennon. I don't know what year. And the piano solo was um, played by George Martin and then sped up. Or played at half speed. I don't remember. Uh, I didn't write that. <laughs> um, as you see, I, can, I'm, can, I write notes, but I don't put a lot of some important things on there uh and the next song is wait the next two songs are pretty short actually the next three songs are pretty short and their last three songs are the thing anyways this one's called wait <laughs> wait <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's the 12th song on the track, and it was first recorded during Help and wasn't used. It wasn't revived until five months later for the Rubber Soul Sessions. And Paul wrote it while the Beatles were in the Bahamas recording Help. Um, again, I don't know what day. <laughs> uh, and it was only released because they needed a 14th song for Rubber Soul. Again, it's not the 14th song, it's the 12th song. Um, and back then you would need you know a certain amount of songs because a record could only hold so much. Um, but they liked making big albums, so they didn't want to put 10 songs like what a lot of artists did. Um, they had a lot of 12 album, 14, 12 song and 14 song albums. Uh, and they barely had less than that. And the next song is the second um, George Harrison credit for Rubber Soul. And it's If I Needed Someone. Uh, it's the second. Uh, yeah. It was inspired by Roger Riggins' guitar work for The Birds. Um, I think around two songs, but, you know, again, I don't write down any important. <laughs> it was based largely around one chord, um, like later songs, It's All Too Much and Blue Jay Way, where uh, I think Blue Jay Way is more of a C, and then It's All Too Much is a D chord um, for most of the song. Actually, It's All Too Much can be played entirely in D, which is weird. Um, and I think maybe this one would be, if I needed someone who's like D or D mainly, uh, but I don't remember. And it was believed to have been played at every Beatles concert in 1966. 1966 is also the last year that we were touring. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and here's the last song, Run For Your Life. Uh-oh, if you can. <laughs> uh, it was based large. It was based around a line from an Elvis Presley song. Um, and that line is, I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man. Um, and Run For Your Life is unlike, you know, In My Life and Girl. It's a song that John always hated. He said it was his least favorite Beatles song. Whereas it was one of George Harrison's favorite Beatles songs. Um, which, you know, they said at different times. <laughs> Run For Your Life was recorded at the first session for Rubber Soul on October 12, 1965. Um, and that's all I have for Run For Your Life. And Run For Your Life is 14 songs, and that means Rubber Soul is 14 songs. Um, and this was part two of Rubber Soul. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, I didn't crack as many jokes because I was following a strict note page that I made. I spent like two hours on. So I was like, I didn't want to mess that up. So um yeah uh there will be a new episode in two weeks i don't know what album it will be um i don't know if it'll be an album or a single or whatever um so stay tuned uh i have to write notes for that too uh so yeah thank you very much for listening and i'll see you next time on all those years ago a classic album podcast and i don't know listen to this funny sponsor <laughs> this ship thing if you you know, it, it helps me financially, kind of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, listen. Or you already listened. This is the end of the show. <laughs>